Welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care, and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Hey guys, it's Dr. Sarah Meyer, and I am loving this conversation I have for you today. Carrie Jean Echelkamp joins me on the podcast and discusses her infant son's healing journey and how she went from thinking that what food you ate didn't matter to understanding that her poor gut health was contributing to her son's poor gut health. It took a lot of focused treatment, but today he has only a few food aversions remaining. Carrie realizes that that was the foundation of her own healing journey that she began in 2021 after becoming severely depressed and anxious as the pandemic wore on. She became inspired to start her boutique-style, all-inclusive retreat company, focusing on initiating community and nourishing Midwest women, mind, body, and spirit. Carrie helps facilitate amazing weekends focused on teaching and providing women the opportunities for self-care to fill their cups and thrive. Please check out my blog at www.embracelivethrive.com and find a new article that just got put up. If you are interested in finding other ways to be involved, please check out our support page. You are going to love everything Carrie is doing and will want to check out her social at womens.wellness.weekendfb on Facebook and womens.wellness.com weekend on Instagram. Please share this episode with all of your friends that could benefit from some extra encouragement and potentially participating in a Lux weekend away. Here's Carrie. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening in today. This is going to be an incredible conversation. You are going to love Carrie. You're going to love everything she has to say, what she's doing and the inspiration behind how she got there. We had the opportunity to connect through a connection of a connection of a connection. So I am really just excited about the opportunity for her to come on and talk to us about the incredible mission that she's on and how she's serving community of women. Carrie, if you would take a second and introduce yourself and your business and your family. Yeah. I believe it's Meredith that we got connected. It it is Meredith. Well, hi everyone. I'm Carrie Echelkamp. I'm a mom of two little kiddos. I've got an 11 year old daughter and a seven year old son. And I previously was working as a recruiter in corporate America. And we'll kind of dive into why I say previously in that (laughs) that sentence here today, but I'm also the founder of Women's Wellness Weekend, which Mm -hmm. is a boutique holistic retreat that happens for Midwest women. And it is incredible. They just experienced one. Pictures are phenomenal. You guys have to jump over onto her site and check it out. You are going to love everything that she's doing. Carrie, let's start talking about your journey, which ultimately started with your son's health journey and transitioned kind of into your own understanding of this holistic world. Can you talk to us a little bit about that transition and, and how you experienced those things? 
Yeah. So Henry was born in 2014. Mm -hmm. And at that time in my life, I was still very, I would say mainstream is the best word for it. I hadn't ever considered that food had any impact on my body at all. Mm -hmm. And I gave birth to him. And within just a day or so, the colic started just an intense colic, you know, scream crying multiple hours a day. I mean, probably 20 out of 24 hours a day, he screamed. And this is when the wheels in my head started turning because every doctor I tried to go to for help didn't have any answers. They would say, stop mm-hmm. breastfeeding, put him on formula, give him reflux medication. And the whole time I'm just wondering why he is screaming in the first place and right. why he can't take my breast milk because he was rejecting my breast and he would scream when he tried to eat and he'd pull off crying like it was hurting him. Yeah. And intuitively as a mother, he was my second, thankfully. So mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong. I had already experienced a normal developing baby and, and everything with him was alerting right. all these red flags in my brain. So the doctor um, wasn't much help. And the screaming kind of grew from there to not making eye contact, not smiling, you know, developmental delays started to d- demonstrate themselves pretty early on in his infancy. And again, I knew something was wrong with that, having known what should be happening. So I began diving into reading and trying to Mm -hmm. figure things out. And I actually had some contacts back at Mizzou. I used to work for the school of health professions in Columbia. And I went back and asked some friends, you know, what do you think is going on with him? And basically I I had a huge blessing in the fact that they knew me well enough to have that kind of conversation. Cause typically those types of conversations don't happen until your children are much older. Right. And they kind of confirmed that I was seeing some, some things that are concerning and that, you know, I need to keep an eye on it, but that he wasn't developing typically. And the biggest concern they had was the lack of eye contact. It was the avoidance. If he caught you looking at me, look away. So I I say that to set the groundwork of, of what was to come because I knew at that point, I wasn't going to get a lot of help from my doctor. Uh-huh. And granted, that might just have been, you know, I was at the wrong practice, but I, I wasn't being heard. You know, no one was right. listening to me. Yeah. So I went to the library and I bu- got a bunch of books out and started reading and learning about the gluten-free free diet, which is mm-hmm. a big diet for kids that are on the spectrum to yeah. help heal their gut. Many, many kids in that category tend to have really, really bad food intolerances that right. are undiagnosed. And so as a breastfeeding mother, I had to do it. I was at this point, you know, passing blood in my stools and all the stuff before I really knew what was going on with him. I was also experiencing some things and just wasn't putting it all together, unfortunately. And what's funny is I, while I was pregnant, got introduced to Jeannie Sandheinrich at First Step Family Wellness um, Uh through a colleague at work. And she's a little bit more holistic. And she was telling me like, you know, hey, come back and see us. And I didn't really give it much thought. And at this point, I've got this screaming baby. I've got blood in my stools. No one's listening to me. Something's wrong. And my doctor's yeah. no help. So I finally went to her one day and she's like, you know, just try cutting out dairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was dairy. I mean, we need dairy for strong bones and all these things. Yeah. And I got the wheels turning at that yeah. point that maybe we don't need the dairy or whatever. I mean, I don't want to, dairy's not the enemy, but in this particular no. situation, it was you're struggling with sensitivities or intolerance. Exactly. Uh, dairy so is this, something that has to be removed. Yeah, exactly. So once I cut it out, the stool, the, you know, the blood went away and he stopped crying within a few days of getting it out of my system and his, I it's mean, crazy. just completely stopped the colic immediately. Uh-huh. So then I started imp- 
playing around with it and took out the gluten and his eye contact improved almost immediately. He started actually acknowledging us in the room and following us with his eyes. And, Mm -hmm. and the soy part of it was basically cutting out junk food. I mean, at this point I was limited to just eggs, vegetables, and meat for Mm -hmm. him because he was reacting to so many foods. But when I got all the reactions out of his system, he started, you know, playing with his toys and acknowledging his sister and like just normal development happened very, very quickly in this tiny time span. So it blew my world. Right. But, you know, at this point I previously thought food didn't matter. You know, I remember when I was um, pregnant and learning about breastfeeding, they said it didn't matter what you ate, the baby would get what it needs. And yeah. clearly that was not the case for us in this situation. He was struggling because I was struggling and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I wasn't digesting the proteins appropriately because right. of the gut had antibiotics when I delivered and all the things, you know, and then he wasn't getting it digested either because of his, you know, poor gut health. Right. And so between the two of us, we were just highly inflamed. We are so steeped in a culture that doesn't consider what we're putting in our bodies affecting what comes out of our bodies that I love that you're helping us become more aware that just because one version of medicine is telling us something that may not be the best thing for you. And it goes back to having to be your own advocate and understanding, well, if I know something's not right and, and I want you to hear this mom, as you're listening if you know something's not right, something's not right. And you need to keep pursuing it and be your advocate, be your child's advocate until somebody hears you. Because that's your exact story, Carrie. You kept going until somebody heard you and was finally able to help you figure out what you needed to do. And I I think this is one of the reasons many women are struggling today is instinct is telling them that some things aren't right with certain models that are in place, but no one will listen. Right. Um, it was me against the world. I mean, even my husband at the time was kind of thinking I was crazy. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in a good place today. But back then he was like, what? I mean, this was all out of left field to be a completely right. normal mainstream, go to your doctor, do what they say, kind of person to send yeah. questioning all authority, all mm-hmm. reason. Like, so fast forward, I started doing a variety of holistic treatments to try to help limit some of these intolerances he was having. And a big part of that was something called Nate, N-A-E-T. Uh, the first word in stands for the practitioner who created it. I think her name was Nuremberg or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's allergy elimination technique. Mm-hmm. It basically uses muscle testing to identify if a substance in the vial is reacting poorly with the body right. and the body kind of communicates back to you. And many, since then many different holistic practices use muscle testing right. uh, that I've seen. So it really is a great way to kind of figure out what's going on with your body. So I was a surrogate. We would test him through me and we treated dozens of vials three times a week for six months solid. Wow. It was a very intensive process, but each time we did it, he got a little bit better with the food, you know, the mm-hmm. rash around his face would go away. The diaper rash would go away. He wouldn't be able to drink a bottle one day. We'd treat the bottle the next day he could eat it. So mm-hmm. it was very telling very quickly with, with a baby. Everything is very obvious right. that it either is or isn't working. Right. And what I love about it too, is people try to say things are placebo effect, but when you have this little infant who can't manipulate the system and he's getting better, you know, it's not placebo. Right. So that was a big part of our journey. And then we also did homeopathy, energy healing, and that kind of led into some of the stuff I'm doing today. Right. So fast forward to where he's at, he's completely neurotypical. You know, the only issue that still remains is some food restrictive behavior. And I believe in my mama gut that that's because food was such a painful process for him in the beginning. Yeah, He was experiencing so much inflammation and allergy reactions to foods that 
he developed fear around eating. Mm-hmm. So a big part of my healing with him has been trying to implement fear-based remedies, getting rid of the fear around food. And today I would say he's 90% of the way there with his food. Wow. That's incredible. Especially considering where you started to where you are today. And I mean, it go it just really goes to speak to trusting that mom gut and knowing that there has to be more and finding what that more was. And it's also incredibly empowering in the mm-hmm. beginning is extremely scary. And you feel like the whole world's out to get you. I felt very depressed in that time of my life. Yeah. Just very alone. Nobody understood what I was going through, mm-hmm. but now I will stand my ground on so many things. It yeah. has completely transformed who I am as a person to not be afraid to speak my voice or yeah. you know, say I don't agree or have a different opinion because it protected my child when I needed it. Yeah. Let's talk about 2021, correct? Yeah. Was your awakening? I don't know if that's the <laughs> correct way of saying that, but where his health, your health, COVID, everything hit all at once. And you had a transition of what you needed to do for your health and your journey. Talk to us about that moment for you. Yeah. So when I was going through the things with Henry, I would always tell people it felt very much like a God thing. I would open to the right book or the right practitioner, find the right thing that helped like lead me where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So in 2021, I got incredibly low. I was very emotionally involved with the pandemic from, from a career perspective. I, I had to do some things that maybe ethically I didn't align with. Right. And I found myself coming home feeling really depressed every day after, you know, doing that work and decided like, I just couldn't do it anymore. And the world sort of collided where I have this holistic background and knowledge and, you know, to, to, to heal your son, the way I did, you almost become incredibly knowledgeable of all holistic things. And so I could have had a doctorate degree in holistic living after going through that with him. And so I'd always had people, I was their go-to person. People would come Mm -hmm. to, to find solutions to their health. And, you know, what remedy do you recommend? What practitioner? And so that's always been a pride point of mine and an identity of mine. And here I was, you know, struggling with the mainstream work environment and wondering if I could ever find a place there again. I got pretty low. I would say probably the lowest I've been in my life because I started worrying about my kid's future. I was worrying about losing my job. I was worrying about not being able to fulfill my duties at my job. And I just knew that there was something bigger in in store somewhere inside of me. And I started dreaming up this idea of community. I mean, we had spent, Mm -hmm. just got done spending a a year and a half or so of absolutely no community, no public events, no touching, no hugging and all the things we went through through COVID. And I just desperately wanted to bring women back together. Right. And I wanted to have a tribe of women who's, who made me feel validated and uh-huh. seen because I was on maybe more of the crazy train side of the house in most people's eyes in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so t- I just wanted to be around people who actually understood why I felt the way I felt and were sharing that feeling. No matter what side you're on, I think right. in, in, in any topic, finding a tribe of people who agree with you is really good for your mental health. Right. You know, f- just finding your tribe, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to create it because I wasn't finding it. And so I started creating the women's wellness retreat. Mm -hmm. It's called women's wellness weekend. And the idea behind it was to bring together holistic practitioners in the community that I'm involved in. I'm in a lot of holistic mama groups and I followed a lot of amazing women for years with the things they're doing in their businesses. I wanted a way to promote their platform, 
help mm-hmm. them grow their business. Right. You know, stick together, link arms, kind of like what you and I are doing, like work together with other yeah. female entrepreneurs to help Absolutely. grow their business. I come from career services and recruitment background. And so I've always wanted to help people get jobs. It's always been a part of my blood. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of my model is making a business model that helps other people grow theirs. Yes. And so that's a big part of what I do with mine. And then the second part is the community. So bringing together women in an overnight luxury type of experience where they would never do on their own. Yeah. You know, as women, we put ourselves last always. So giving them an excuse to get away and love on themselves and get massages and do yoga and have a bougie drink of, you know, Ooh, I'm a mimosa. But, you know, just a really relaxing experience where they can tune in without guilt. And we spend the whole week kind of talking about why it's okay to go to these things and do Uh this stuff for ourselves because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so many moms give everything away to everyone but themselves and they find themselves with chronic immune, you know, disorders, um, overweight, exhausted, fatigued, all the things because Mm -hmm. they put themselves absolutely last. Yeah. Guys, this is so amazing. I hope you are hearing what she is saying. It is aligns perfectly with what I want to help you guys understand is the importance of taking care of yourself, not instead of others, not instead of your family, not instead of your children, but for your family. Because if you are exhausted, sick, overwhelmed, depressed, you cannot give the care that you want to give your family anyway. Taking that time And doing these things to help take care of yourself is the best thing that you can do for your family. And man, what better way of doing it than in a little overnight luxury getaway? I mean, that's beautiful. I love that model. So fun. So fun. So what, tell us specifically, do you have a mission statement? What's your mission statement? Well, that's a great question. My My main mission is to really help women tune back into themselves, find their tribe and and lose the guilt that comes with Mm self-care. I actually have always been pretty good about self-care. I I tend to be more of the um, career oriented woman, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And so a lot of times I've had, I've had to just have my husband watch my kids. I haven't had a choice, you know, I've had to travel or whatever for work. And so I married a good, you know, man who really helps with the home and I don't have any guilt around it. And and as a result, we have two really, really great, healthy children. And so I'm just a huge advocate for women losing the guilt around that. You know, everyone will survive. (laughs) They will. And your kids will survive. It's good for everyone. It is. That separation is good for everyone. It builds your husband's relationship with your children. I mean, I remember Lizzie was so bonded to me that she didn't want anything to do with Joe when she was younger. And it wasn't until I had Henry that her relationship with Joe took off because I no longer could be there to be with her 24 Mm seven. And that was important for him. He needed that bonding with his daughter. Mm -hmm. So we really have an equal co-parenting relationship now. And, and, and I do fill my cup and the retreat is definitely one of the ways I do that. I mean, surrounding yourself with women who are seeking something, you know, seeking happiness and joy and emotions and love and all these feelings. And it's so neat as the provider of this service to see all of them after the retreat, they're all friends now. And they're all like putting all this positive things on their Facebook and their cup is full. So I bet their family is benefiting and their kids are benefiting because they're happy. Absolutely incredible. Tell us, Carrie, what is one thing that you can encourage someone who is listening, who 
maybe ready to start a journey, but is overwhelmed, doesn't know where to start. What is one thing that you can say to help encourage them as they're even just figuring out how to get started? Yeah. So with the health journey part of it, I would really recommend starting with your diet. It all comes Mm -hmm. back to the food. Um, So, so simple changes. Don't, don't worry about cutting anything out. Just try to add more in. Yes. Adding in more vegetables, adding in more fruit, um, drinking more water. It's when the body can get the nutrition it needs, a lot of things are related to nutritional deficiencies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, B vitamins and all those types of things are linked back to different types of mental health issues, right. exhaustion and fatigue. And so just making sure that foundational piece is good with your health and wellness in terms of food, I think is a great starting point. Yeah. And don't get so caught up in, you know, going paleo or keto or all the things, just try to start with getting more nutrition in so your body can get what it needs. Yeah. And then once you start feeling better, it's easier to make better health choices because yeah. you're better. Absolutely. I think that is a fantastic point that um, too many people miss sometimes is when you talk about going on a diet, it's this impression of all the things that have to be taken away. But if you're not there, if you're not ready for that yet, a great place to start is just to add more in, mm-hmm. eat another apple, get some berries to snack on, maybe a handful of nuts. Water is always a good choice. Always a good choice. Your entire body is built on water. (laughs) It needs water. So I love that point of starting there because when we eat like junk, we feel like junks and and we know that, but sometimes it takes just that one more time to hear it, to remind us. Well, and when we're overwhelmed, it's so hard to just cut all the things out and be perfect. So rather than worrying about that, you know, if you're in a bad place, just start by adding an extra cup of broccoli or an yeah. apple, or like you said, more water, you know, these mm-hmm. little things you can do until your body starts to get a better, better nutrition yeah. in it. And then it can feel better. And you asked one of the things you were asking me earlier was about the retreat. You know, a key part of what we do is, is sort of the physical, emotional mm-hmm. and spiritual side of our lives, because mm-hmm. I genuinely believe they're all linked. They are They're all connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we do our retreats, we have a chef prepare homemade food, organic, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free food for our participants that hopefully we're not contributing to any inflammatory issues they might be having. We have a physical movement piece where we have someone come do yoga and, and really stretch our bodies. And then we have that emotional, spiritual wellness type of piece with typically we have an energy healer. We have like sound bowl healing. I do guided meditations at night. So we really try Mm -hmm. to cover all areas and help people understand that they're all intricately connected. If we, if we don't have our emotional body in a good place, our physical body is going to struggle and our, it's all tied in. Yeah. And, and I absolutely agree. I, I like to educate on what I call full life, healthy living. And I think you have to understand how your mental health, your social health, nutritional health, and physical health all meet. And if you leave one area out, your life is still not going to be healthy. Communication and the ability to set boundaries are a huge, huge thing that we as women have to learn how to do. But understanding our nutrition, understanding how that impacts our mental health, understanding how that impacts how we feel about exercise or being active. It really is just this big holistic circle. And I want to circle back to how things started to shift for me in 2021. Cause I had mm-hmm. mentioned I was deeply depressed. And so I brought to life my first retreat. It was in Branson in January. 
And I invited Leah Diffie, who's someone you should have on your podcast. Obviously, um, I'll add her name to my list. <laughs> uh, she's an emotion code healer. And I, again, it was a God thing that he put her in my pathway because she came and did my first retreat with me. And I was thinking she was there for my participants, but clearly she was there for me. Uh, she helped me release all of the stress I was holding on to from 2021 that I wasn't even consciously aware of. Mm-hmm. And as she was treating me, the tears just started streaming down my face. And I felt a year's worth of burdens just lift yeah. out of my chest. And just, I felt like I could breathe for the first time in a year. Yeah. And so I will forever, you know, stand behind energy type. If, if you're really faith-based, it can even, you can look at it as like God, you know, working with God yeah. directly into your life and your prayer and, and that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. It's just, it helps your transfer God's love into your body Mm -hmm. and release some stress from you. And it was really, really healing for me. And I have not turned back since she did that for me in January. I've not once felt depressed or worried about the state of the world. It's like, I can see it. I can acknowledge it, but I can just let it go on. It doesn't, doesn't consume me anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Carrie, what are the best ways to find you? If people want to find out more about you, more about your platform, more about your retreats, your weekends, where do we go? Yeah. yeah. So my Instagram's probably the most informative in terms of the, the, the platform's ability to demonstrate your business model. So it's when it's at women's.wellness.weekend. And then if you do that on Facebook, you just have to add an FB at the end for Facebook. Cause it was already taken. And both of those websites have all the information for my okay. retreats. And right. then they can also just email me directly. I can, um, can I give you that information, Sarah, to post somewhere? Yeah. I, so when guys, I will put all of this information in the show notes. So that way you can literally just click and link to all of this information. I know I for sure am going to be checking out this thing. Okay. Carrie, let's wrap up with my favorite question. What is your favorite form of self-care? I would say truthfully investing in my health. Uh, okay. If I can go to a salt room or a energy healer or a massage or my chiropractor, like that's the way that I try to invest. Cause I really genuinely believe that there are other people who have so many gifts to share mm-hmm. and allowing myself to receive that help, that yeah. external treatment for issues that I'm dealing with helps me stay balanced. You know, oh, when I absolutely. go get a massage, it's probably only once every six months. I'm not bougie. <laughs> All the money to get one constantly, but I go when I really, really know I need one. I go, you know, just yeah. making that time for yourself without guilt. Yeah. You're not helping anybody when you beat yourself up for, you know, feeling like you need more help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I love about what you just said is God designed our bodies to heal themselves. When that something disrupts our system, And it's no longer to heal that he has given wisdom to these people and these providers to help us get our bodies back into a state of being able to heal ourselves. And that's really, as I go more and more and understand what holistic living really means, that's ultimately what it is. It's creating an environment for your body to heal itself. And so when you're using these providers and you're doing these things to take care of this term, we say self-care, it's really providing your body a way to care and heal itself. Big picture looking at. So I really love everything you said today. This has been a fantastic conversation, Carrie. Guys, I'm going to get all this information to you. I hope you have enjoyed hearing from her as much as I have. Guys, thanks for listening. Thank you, Sarah.